A lot of you have been asking me for insomnia treatment options, so I want to let you know I have launched an insomnia treatment course. It's a very structured and effective treatment program with a lot of clinical evidence support. So one course is in Chinese and one is in English. You can find it at deepintosleep.co forward slash insomnia. Hi, this is Ishan. Welcome to another episode of Deep Into Sleep. If you are a parent, have you ever experienced this, that your child is so afraid of going to bed at night? They may be afraid of monsters or darkness, or they just want mom or dad to be there until they fall asleep. I cannot even imagine how frustrated or exhausted the parents can feel. So these children are experiencing something called nighttime fear which is a very common phenomenon we observe in children. So our guest today, Dr. Jonathan Kushner from Israel, will share with us more knowledge about children's nighttime fear. Dr. Kushner is a clinical psychologist trained in both Israel and the U.S. He has over 15 years of clinical experience in treating both children and adults with anxiety disorders and sleep disorders. He also published a children's book talking about children's nighttime fear and how kids' parents can work on that together. So let's hear what Dr. Kushner is going to share with us today. Welcome, Dr. Jonathan Kushner. Hi. Good morning from Israel and good evening the U.S. Yes, very nice to have you with us today. So I know you're a clinical psychologist uh, who is trained both in Israel and uh, United States, right? Mm. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So uh, you mentioned you are uh, mainly treat anxiety and sleep disorders. So I'm just curious how you... Um, get interested in treating like sleep-related uh, difficulties along with anxiety? Well, as everything in my life, everything is quite coincidental because <laughs> I, I began in law school and then I was not very interested in the topic. So I flew to India for several months. Wow. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and just, just before that, I took, while I was in law school, uh, a course in psychology, which was amazing. And then I had decided this is what I'm going to do. And uh, the rest is history. And um, after I finished my master's, I, I thought about what am I going to do? So it was obvious for me, I want to do my PhD. And I just went to a talk with Professor Avi Sader, rest in peace, um, which is one of, if not that, uh, was um, most sleep expert in the world, biggest sleep ex expert in the world, and um, that's it. And then, <laughs> and and in parallel to my internship in a mental hospital, I I've done my PhD with him, which dealt with with uh, nighttime fears in children and sleep problems. So that was actually what my PhD subject. And during that uh, project, we we treated about 110 kids with severe nighttime fears and sleep problems, and we had an innovative approach to treating them with, uh, with a puppy doll, that they had to take care of the doll. 
Oh. And the, the cover story was that the doll had fears, uh, nighttime fears, of course, and they needed their protection. And, uh, and there was the, the second group. It was a doll, a puppy doll. They didn't, we didn't tell them it was a doll, of course, but <laughs> the, the doll wanted to take care of them. Okay. Oh. At the end, both groups worked amazingly with a significant reduction in nighttime fears and sleep problems and also parental dependency. And here I am. Wow, so that's interesting. Either letting children to take care of a puppy doll or let them know they are taken care of by this puppy doll. Uh, yes. Both help them. Yes, both help them. And actually, uh, the, all the ideas started with, uh, you know, we have some wars <laughs> from time to time here in Israel. And there were a lot of children during the summer of 2006 with post-traumatic uh, phenomenology. And uh, the idea was to come with these dolls in a large group and tell them the cover story. And it works amazingly with a reduction in, in uh, post-traumatic stress. But when we, when we wanted to do it academically, we wanted to see what are the therapeutic mechanisms that, that work, whether it was a, a caregiver role or maybe it was a, some kind of attention shifting. And that was the reason why we tried to have the, another group. And actually, I was very surprised that both worked. I was frightened that none of them will work, and then I will be in a very big trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's very interesting because I know this method right now is recommended by a lot of uh, pediatric sleep specialists, and it's been widely used, I think, based on what I heard, by a lot of um, practice. Yeah, actually, not only in sleep uh, field. Uh, I know that when there was the disaster in Fukushima in Japan, the, the also a group of uh, puppy dolls was sent <laughs> them and uh, I guess there's a more places in the world we, we still we still actually use it in Israel mm, amazing work wow I, I, I admit that I that I don't use it in my private practice these days I use the standard CBT approach right but, uh, but when this uh, study was published and it's and it's actually Evidence-based, what's called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are enough evidence behind it. You're talking about children's nighttime fear, which I'm curious, you treat a lot of children. Do you find that actually is a very common problem or challenges that children are facing? Yes, actually, fears in general is a very, very, very common phenomenon in children. I mean, there's a study by Peter Morris from the Netherlands who showed that about 80% of children from the ages of 4 to 12 exhibit fears. But for most of them, it's, it's, it's nothing serious. I mean, after two or three months without any special intervention from the parents, the, the problem goes away. But for some of the children, it becomes a very persistent problem. And nighttime fears and the sleep difficulties with, which accompanies them is one of the most prominent problems in general in the children's fears. And children problems maybe maybe next to uh, aneurysis or bedwetting. Wow! At around what age would you say parents should start paying attention, or it's most common to start having? We start seeing the you know the prominent fears at about roughly about the age three and a half and four, okay, which is parallel to cognitive development. As I said, sometimes parents don't need to do anything special and it goes away. But, but actually, sometimes because of the parental coping 
a strategy of sleeping next to the child or the child sleeps next to them, it becomes a very prominent problem, which can actually last for years and years and years. I have clients that come to me, and I'm not joking, at the age of 17, 18, 20 something, wow. that, that that's of course, <laughs> not, that doesn't happen very often, but, but it does happen when I see, you know, they're not children anymore, but they're adults who have problems sleeping outside of, of their house, or sometimes they really need their parents, even in this age, to, to fall mm-hmm. asleep. Right. Sounds like uh, children have this problem, and it there are ways to help them, but if parents are not handling it properly, may make this situation worse. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. And actually what, what happens, the, the child it becomes dependent on the parent mm-hmm. and he doesn't learn that he can cope by himself and he doesn't develop a coping mechanism. And that's the most problematic thing in this kind of quote-unquote intervention. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Talking about this, nighttime fears among children and what their parents should do. I know you just published a new book, which is very exciting, targeting this topic, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think I just read the book. It's called Benny Goes to Bed by Himself. And there's a lot of great strategies in it. What makes you want to write a book on this topic? Well, actually, this idea ran into my head for years and years and years. I like to try and do uh, innovative things. But in one dinner, I sat with my twin brother, which is a co-author, and he also drew all the pictures. And we said, let's do it. (laughs) And then we began a journey. And and I had several aims. One of them is to try to deliver CBT ideas, CBT techniques in a very, you know, in in a more widespread way in a very easy way and in a very, very cost-effective way because I know that there's a very, for many families, there's a problem uh, getting to a CBT therapist, even understanding that there is a treatment like that. And we tried to do a very compact book, which is, in one hand, a story for children, and the other hand, uh, it has guidance for parents inside the book which is based on standard CBT approach to treating nighttime fears and, and sleep problems which accompany that. And uh, till now, I have, we get very, very positive uh, feedback from parents, which, which they receive no professional training, only use the book. Wow, that's amazing. That's what makes this thing so exciting. Yeah, so you... You write a book to coach parents without a sleep background. Wow, that's amazing. So they can just follow your book and do the right thing and help their children. I I don't think that all of them, of course, because sometimes there are very, very persistent problems. but, But I think that lots of families can work together in a direct way to solve the problem. And it works. Yeah. With the right tool. That's great. So what's the best way for parents to use your book? Do they just read it and then deliver it? Or do they read it with their children together? The the cute thing is that it's a children's book. So they have to read it to their book and follow the the story. It's a lion cub that has nighttime fears. And uh, he and his parents, they they run into an old and wise lion who tells them how to solve the problem. By the way, the, the... the lion's name is Avraham. <laughs> okay. 
mm-hmm. and uh, and he tells them what they need to do, and then they follow his uh, guidance, and miraculously, the problems the problem resolves. Yeah, definitely. It's a very cute story, and I really enjoyed the drawing from your brother. Yes, make the yes. line really cute, the baby line. <laughs> yes, I'm very fortunate that he agreed to <laughs> to draw the to draw the pictures. Uh, uh, it's such such a hard work, and he, and he is as I told you at the beginning, he's also an architect, and he also works in a, in a high tech company, and he did it like a side project, but he. The soul was invested in this project. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to to finish this book? Uh, I say roughly about a year and a half, something like that, because wow. it, it it takes the writing and then the editing, and mm-hmm. and, it, and it's a first time for us for everything. Every step was the first time. Then we needed mm-hmm. to translate it to to English. Then we needed to to edit the drawings, and then we needed to find how to publish it in uh, on Amazon. And everything was a. Uh, we began from scratch, and now we find we need to find how people will hear about the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm very fortunate to be a guest in your wonderful podcast. Yeah, I'm so happy to interview you, talk to you, let more people know about this book. So far, the rating on Amazon is pretty good, and uh, I really enjoy the book. So hopefully, some of our audience, if they have. Uh, family members, they have children, have similar struggles, or they know someone who have similar struggles. This could be a great resource for them. Yes, I, that's that's the aim, and I really hope the reviews stay <laughs> top <laughs> level, and people can really really get help with this book. Because I actually think that many people can use it, and and, and it's very very simple. By by the way, it's nothing complicated, and you have to decide. First of all, to identify that you have a problem and then hopefully getting the book and use it and resolve it. Mm. So you mentioned in your own practice, you are using CBT technique, cognitive behavior therapy technique to help children and families. Um, for children with nighttime fears, in your practice, how long normally the, the intervention going to take? Usually, if it's a if it's a child that it cooperates, and and there's no additional uh, psychopathology, let me call it this way, it can last several really numerous meetings. Okay, and of course, I need the parents or the stars in this intervention because if they don't cooperate, I I can't help them, and I and I tell them that sometimes and and even in in older ages. We see nighttime fears as a as a very small part, and I won't say a very small part, a part of a much bigger problem with behavioral problems or other anxiety disorders. And then, of course, you have to, well, you have to take that into consideration, and then it can take some more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, actually, nighttime fears is not a diagnosis. It's it's it can be a part of several other anxiety disorders. Like specific phobia, general anxiety disorder, or separation anxiety, of course, and 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 actually many children with nighttime fears they have additional anxiety uh, diagnosis, especially in, in older ages. Mm. So when you uh, treat this disorder, or when you like help parents with this challenge, do you mostly educate parents, and they gonna deliver the intervention at home? 
Uh, yeah, actually, if, if a family comes to me with a child that is, let's say, four years old, five years old, I, I meet only the parents. I don't meet the child. And I guide them how to, how to solve or relate to the problem, of course. In older ages, if you know, the, the, the child is talkative and he wants to come to the clinic, I, surely we can talk to him also. But, but still, I, I always tell the parents that the, the ball is in their hands. Okay, because sometimes children come and they're very motivated and they really want to solve the problem, but, but the parent is very frightened and he has anxieties and has a shame and, and all kinds of feelings that, that prevents him from, or her, of course, making a change. So lots of the work has to be with the parent. Oh, interesting. So now with COVID, are you doing everything online also? Um, not everything. We had a time here in Israel that, you know, we had a curfew. We couldn't leave the, the house. So then lots of the meetings were in uh, Zoom or, or other platforms. Mm-hmm. But recently, several meetings uh, I conduct via the Zoom and, and, and others, of course, face-to-face, but taking the, the right uh, protection measures. Right, right. I'm thinking about going back to my clinic to start seeing children face-to-face uh-huh. also with my double facial masks on. <laughs> yes, of course. And, you know, you have to sit uh, two or three meters apart. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what are the rules in the U.S., but here we have a specific rules how to. And, and of course, if, if somebody is, he has, is sick, he tells me that before. Every two days I have a meeting cancellation because the, the child or the parents are in isolation because they were near a, a someone with, uh, with COVID. Positive oh. COVID, of course. So they oh. have to, to wait two weeks to see if, if everything's fine. Yeah. Well, talking about COVID, I'm curious, have you noticed actually the uh, fear among children? Do they increase this year because of COVID? People are getting sick. Uh, a lot has changed in life. I have to admit that in my practice, I mostly, and, and, and not so much, Mainly adults have heightened the levels of fear from the COVID. Mm-hmm. And, and specifically, I remember several patients with, with severe OCD that they don't leave the house and don't do anything. But, but children, I have to admit that from, from my point of view, I can't say that there is something significant. Interesting. So adults... I don't know if it's only my observation, of course, or, mm-hmm. or other... Yeah, I haven't read any research related to this, at least my own clinic. My observation is similar to you. Uh, Definitely see a lot of adults start having more fears about being sick, about, you know, have to stay Losing their jobs. Yeah, and definitely real life stressors. Yeah, not really see a lot from children. No children or teens really uh, start having new symptoms um, about COVID. I agree. Mm. Yeah. I agree. Mm. And of course, I hope it resolves quickly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Really hope so. So um, if our audience are really curious about your book, they want to try your book to help them, where can they find your book? First of all, it's on Amazon. Amazon uh, US, they can find the book. They just have to type the name of the book or maybe my name and they can reach it. And if somebody has a question, you, you can email me directly and I can help them. Mm-hmm. If they have a question or they want me to guide them to get the book, no problem. It, it also has a, a hard copy version, which can be ordered and the Kindle version. 
Mm. Great. Yeah, I bought the Kindle version. It's uh, very colorful also. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah, is that only in English or in different language? Um, the, the other language, which I'm not sure if your audience understands, is Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> but they're more than welcome. They can order it from Israel if they really want in Hebrew. Um, till now, we have in, a, in, a, in English. If we see that you know, the, the idea spreads, then we'll be more than happy to think about translating it to, to any other language. Mm. Yeah, I think as you get more feedback from people, I think a lot of other parents in other countries, like I speak Mandarin, I feel like Chinese parents really don't have not, no knowledge about this at all. Sleep science is not very developing there. <laughs> Let's do it. If you want to translate to Mandarin, I, I, I actually ha I have to admit that, first of all, it sounds a wonderful idea. But say, I don't know how many parents uh, in, in, the, in China use books or, or some kind of a book like that. To I have no idea. I have to admit, and and, and I, I also had no no idea in Israel how many parents uh, can use this kind of book. And but till now I see very very positive feedbacks. Great, great. Yes, I think definitely there are Chinese parents from China and uh -huh. America asked me before to recommend them some books to help with children's fear or children's anxiety or separation anxiety sometimes. Uh -huh. So I have to ask around, dig around, say, well, I have to find something good for them. Yeah. And most of are English. China is, is such, such a small country. I, I don't know if it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's... absolutely. You're right. Too small. <laughs> Yeah, but, but that, it, it really sounds a really interesting idea, I have to admit. Yes, yes. A lot of I know a lot of books I eventually find to recommend to Chinese parents are books translated from English that at least I trust that are written by, you know, psychologists, by people who are well trained. So wow. um, people who know what they are talking about and then they would translate it and then publish it there. So I know a lot of books like children picture book are, are like that. Okay. Sounds yeah. interesting. Yeah. And all your information I will put on the show notes so people can find, um, like, I know you have a Facebook page. Um, the mm -hmm. Amazon book has its own page. You Thank also you. have a website, right? Mm -hmm. So people, if they want to find you, they can go to all those resources. Thank you very much. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. I think great resources should reach to more people for sure. So um, at the end of our conversation, I always want to ask my guests, is there any, you know, uh, with them, any one sentence um, suggestions, ideas you want tell our audience about, you know, this topic, children's nighttime fear? I think, and, and maybe it's a thing that is uh, related, uh, of course, not only to nighttime fears, is that first of all, there are many problems that can be solved. That's very important to know. Second of all, I think our children are very strong and they're capable to, uh, in doing things that we can't imagine that they can do. And many problems, be, uh, you know, they, they come into man manifestation because we're afraid to let them cope. That's, I think, the most important thing I want to deliver. 
And actually that book, that book delivered these ideas in a very gradual way. I really like that. <laughs> so there are hope. There are good resources. For sure. Uh-huh. For sure. And parents have to let go of the control, give their children an opportunity to grow, to learn, to help themselves. I totally agree with that. Totally. We have to, we want them to, to like train them to overcome any obstacles that they have. And that, you know, the, the problem be, begins if we're overprotective or we're very defensive and we, we try to fix for them all their problems, but then they, they can't learn their abilities. Exactly. That's awesome. Thank you very much for uh, Dr. Kushner for coming to the show and sharing all this great knowledge with our audience. Thank you for the very, very exciting opportunity. We all know if a child cannot sleep well, the whole family cannot sleep well. So hopefully what Dr. Kushner shared today is helpful to you. You can also check out our episode 18 and 19 in those episodes, Dr. Schneeberg from Yale University also shared her strategies and her new book about how to help a 3-year-old to 10-year-old child to be able to sleep better and go to bed easier. If you like our podcast, Deep Into Sleep, leave a comment or review on Apple Podcast is a great way to support us. I would love to hear from you. If you want to discuss more about sleep techniques, sleep tips, and sleep knowledge, you're also welcome to join me on my Facebook group, Deep Into Sleep Podcast. If you want to know more about Dr. Kushner's work and his new book, you can find all the information on our show note at deepintosleep.co. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate to have you all with me in this episode. So for this year, I'm trying to publish a new episode every Wednesday morning. So look forward to seeing you next week. Sleep is an individual thing. We all sleep differently. And there is so much we can do to improve sleep quality. Keep hope and carry on. This podcast is for general informational purpose only and does not include the practice of medicine or other health professional services. Usage of the information we share is at the listener's own risk. And our content does not intend to be a substitute for any medical and professional services, diagnoses, and treatment. Please seek professional health services as needed. Are you suffering from insomnia? I promise you, the CBTI method in my course will definitely help you. Even if several nights of better sleep, that would be a world-changing experience for you. I have had so many success from my insomnia patients who have taken this course over the years. If you know someone who are struggling with sleep, go to my website and check out my course at deepintosleep.co forward slash insomnia.